What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the show, Harmonic Whiskey Tales. We have our summary of a pretty entertaining Hungarian Grand Prix, actually. Um, I also said I wasn't going to drink today, but uh, I'm going to, because it's been one of those days. It's Monday, uh, so it's probably not a good way to start the week, personally, but fuck it. Um, we've got a podcast coming up after this with uh, my mate Dave talking about hip hop. I was going to put it up before this, but I need to, I haven't done anything with it yet. So we'll put that up tomorrow. So, um, tune in for that one. It was actually a really good chat about, um, some of our favorite hip hop albums and stuff. So, uh, tune into that one tomorrow. It should be a good one. Um, we're going to actually, it's a multiple part episode thing. I mean, it's, this is so much to talk about. So anyway, um, cheers everyone. Hang on. I'm going to have a drink of whiskey. Oh yes, I'm on the Balveni Doublewood 12-year-old. It's very, very nice. The 17-year-old's nicer, but one cannot afford such things in the current climate. Well, actually, one probably can afford such things, but I probably shouldn't. So, <clears throat> anyway. So, Formula One, the race. Let's just click on this fucking thing. I think I'm going to have to click the explicit button on this uh, upload. Um <coughs> Oh, that whiskey's got me. Uh, yeah, okay, so it was a pretty good race, actually. Quite a lot went on. I just have to see if I can fucking remember what happened. So I'm going to talk you through... Uh, I'll just quickly go through the results, um, placings, and then we'll go into it, as always. Um, so Pierre Gasly didn't finish. He made it to lap 15. He's had um, engine problems all weekend, and uh, finally the car just couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> just gave up. So it's a real shame for him because he did so well in qualifying. So anyway, never mind. Um, Nicholas Latifi was 19th, five laps down. I don't quite know how he managed that. I mean, that's really impressive. Five laps. Fucking hell, mate. He had a couple of spins and Williams let him out in the pit stop and crashed into um, uh, one of the McLaren drivers. I think it was Carlos Sainz and got a penalty for it, but also got a puncture. And it was right at the beginning of the lap, so he had to go around the whole fucking lap with a puncture, get a new tyre, and then he got a, a time penalty as well after that because of an unsafe release. And probably the team were going to get fined as well, which they could do without. So, But it was when it was like everyone was in the pits and it was just going fucking crazy, so... Yeah, I apologise for swearing, but I just, I can't, it's just been one of those days, so. Uh, where was I? Okay, 18th, George Russell. Um, that car isn't very good. I think that's the result of this. It's um, They both started quite high up the grid and just dropped back. They just don't have the race pace. So, um, I don't know, they need to figure it out. But I'm sure they're trying to, so anyway, never mind. Uh, 17th, Antonio Giovinazzi for Alfa Romeo Racing. 16th, Roman Grosjean for Haas. He had a bit of a crappy race, actually. Not necessarily his fault. He just, I don't know, one of those things. They were second and third at one point. We'll get to that. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen, 15th, Alfa Romeo. Esteban Ocon, 14th for Renault. He's um, struggling a little bit, I think. It's fair to say. But he'll get there. He's only a few races back in, so hopefully he'll pick it up because he's super talented. So, yeah, hopefully he does all right. Uh, Lando Norris, 13th. Bit disappointing from him. I, I think he made a few mistakes, he was saying, and then just sort of, I don't know, just didn't work for him and he didn't have that. We were expecting him with like three laps to go to jump from like 13th to 5th or something, but it didn't happen. Uh, 12th was Daniel Kvyat for Alfa Honda. Did well, well done to him. Charles Leclerc 
11th for Ferrari, not a great race from him. He was just, Ferrari just fucked up the strategy for him, basically. Um, it just all went wrong. Um, Kevin Magnussen was 10th for Haas, so he did well, actually, considering. Uh, 9th was Carlos Sainz for McLaren. 8th was Daniel Ricciardo for Renault, so really good job from him. Uh, he was on fire on that race. He did well. Uh, 7th was Sergio Perez for Racing Point. Kind of disappointing race from him, considering... It's just been a bit of a shitty weekend for him. So I don't know. I wonder whether all these rumours of Vettel taking his place might be getting to him a bit. I don't know. Um, but if he keeps going like that, then it's going to be an easy decision for Racing Point. So I don't know. Well, they're saying that Vettel was only one place ahead of him. So anyway, in for fucking Ferrari. So yeah, Vettel was sixth. Uh, Alex Albon was fifth for Red Bull. I mean, considering where he started, I guess that was about the best he could do. But it... <sighs> It's a hard weekend for him. He's really struggling with that car. I mean, the car isn't great. It's very unbalanced and everything. But, he, I mean, he's under a lot of pressure. Um, and as I was saying yesterday, he needs support from his team for them to really get him to where he could be. But does he have that mental strength that like that Max has? I don't know. Um, he needs to figure it out, I think. Um, I think for him, it's all psychological, which is... So he, he either needs to get some sports psychologists involved with him and then hopefully Red Bull can also fix it from their end in terms of getting him actually a car he can drive so but Verstappen's doing all right so but then it's Verstappen isn't it so I guess that's it so um anyway yeah so he was fifth so he did all right uh, not too bad uh Lance Stroll fourth for Racing Point he did really well in the last few races I don't know he just seems to have come alive a bit I mean it's he's um been stronger than um What's his face? Uh, where is he? Perez. Yeah. So, hmm, I don't know. Considering he's a very much a paid driver, like he's because his dad owns the team. I mean, I suppose that's got to put a lot of pressure on you if you think about it. You know, everyone knows you're only you're racing in that team because your dad owns it. So you've got to, it's probably more pressure. You've got to perform. Otherwise, people are just going to reckon you shouldn't be there. So he's proving that he should be there at the moment. So well done to him. And that car is good, you know, it's that pink Mercedes, basically. So, uh, and then we've got Bottas P3. I think he'd admit it himself as a bit of a shitty race for him. It didn't quite go so well. But then he's still getting a third, so, you know, it's not bad. Uh, Verstappen P2, he drove a great race. He just, considering what happened at the start, which we'll get to, um, yeah, he did really well. So, well done to him. I think he got driver of the day as well. And then P1, my favourite, Lewis Hamilton, Mercedes, complete fucking dominance basically so even had time to come in for a pit stop put on some uh soft tires and get the fastest lap as well such was the gap that he had to p2 so yeah pretty dominant from him so well done to lewis he's been having all this shit i mean i don't know i might not get into it yet but all the stuff with the, this the you know fighting racism and all this stuff formula one are just it's completely shambolic i mean they say you know the governing body or whatever and the owners say they're behind it, but I don't think they are. They don't care. A lot of the drivers were just like, is it not enough just to do it in that first race? Why do we have to keep doing it? And not understanding why they should kneel. And I just, I don't know. I just, poor Hamilton, man. I mean, him and, um, I mean, if you, a lot of the drivers are supporting him, like for, like Ricardo, Vettel, people like that are behind him and, and um, trying to support him and, trying to make the other drivers realise that it's not just a one weekend thing, it's not enough so, I don't know it just, each weekend's getting more shambolic after the next and, you know, you compare it to cricket 
um they're doing it right they're just at the start of each test match at the moment they're they're every single person in the fucking ground is kneeling um all in complete you know support of each other and just i don't know just yeah formula one are letting themselves down a little bit so yeah, hopefully they'll figure it out. So and Lewis has called him out on it. So he just came out and yeah, named some names and called out the people running it and all that shit. So well done to him. So anyway, um, <laughs> the race. So it rained just before the the start of the race. So the track was not super wet, but it was really slippy and slick, and um, it was an intermediate tire start for everyone. But on the lap where they come out of the pits, drive round and get onto the grid placing, uh, Verstappen lost the car completely and put it into a barrier and just wrecked his front end, like completely front nose gone. And then the entire left side of the suspension was fucked. Luckily it wasn't completely fucked, but basically he had like eight mechanics all working on the front left side of the car trying to fix it. And they had like 20 minutes or something. And it normally it's like a, hour and a half job and they did it in 20 minutes and literally three seconds to go attached the wheel and off they went and um managed to get it to a point where the car was absolutely fine to drive like Verstappen was like yeah it felt the same so it was that they probably deserve driver of the day <laughs> almost like for getting max on the on the pit you know out in the race just incredible um I think all the Red Bull head honchos were going around and congratulating all the mechanics that um, managed to sort it out. So it was, um, yeah, very impressive from them. So, uh, yeah, a bit embarrassing for Max, but he was very um, complimentary of his team and all the mechanics that managed to fix the problem. So, And Hamilton thought he didn't realise Max was going to make it. He, you know, partway into the race, he was like, he didn't realise how Verstappen was still behind him, so close to him, he thought he was not going to make it and have to start from the pits or whatever. But, yeah, so really good job from them. So well done to Red Bull. Um, despite having a slightly, well, a slight bitch of a car to drive, you, you're still proving it um, <laughs> that you've probably got some of the best mechanics in the game. So, And they're consistently sub, like, you know, 2.5 second pit stops and shit, which is just incredible as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, the start of the race, it was, um, they did their parade lap uh, so they start on the grid and go around the loop round and then the race starts. A few of the drivers just came straight in. So the two Haas drivers came in and um, changed to slick straight away, um, which was pretty good from them. Daniel Kvyat was asking his team, is like, I want to go onto slicks, but they told him no, and that probably cost him quite a lot of places. Um, he should have just gone by his instincts and just come in, I think, because literally everyone went round, race started, Bottas false kind of did this false start and didn't jump the lights, but he kind of did. But it wasn't enough to get a penalty. But it fucked him up, and he went from second to like sixth or something in the first corner. So that fucked up his race basically. And it was because he had lights on his steering wheel, and they went out, and he that triggered him to start. But it wasn't the lights that mattered. It was the it was the lights you know on the grid that he should have been paying attention to. So I think he just saw that in his peripheral and it just triggered and yeah. So he fucked that up. So he, he admitted that as well. So I think he was a bit pissed off about that. So um, yeah, so that was a bit of a shame. And then literally everyone went around like two laps and everyone's just started coming in uh, to go on to uh, slick tires. And actually, what was really good by Red Bull they held Verstappen for one extra lap before they came in because everyone was coming in and it was fucking chaos in the pits and loads of people lost places and it was just, it was all over the place. So they 
they didn't do that. And the result of that is he came in, pitted, and came out in clear air and also didn't have any other shit going on in the pits. So he actually then, by the time everyone had pitted and people behind and all sorts, him and Hamilton pitted, I think, one lap later than everyone else and both came out P1 and P2, basically. So, um, yeah, and then because uh, the Haas drivers had both pitted in the pits before the race like before the race started, they did have to essentially start from the back of the grid, but because everyone pitted anyway, they uh, they ended up like second and third or third and fourth or something. So so that was pretty good from them. Um, I mean, they dropped back quite a bit in the end anyway, but um, I think that's how they got at least one of their cars in the top 10. And they actually worked together to get at least one of their cars in that top 10. So I think Grosjean had to kind of sacrifice himself a little bit there, but at least they're working as a team and they got one, you know, they got a point. So it's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. Uh, what else happened? I think <coughs> everyone, when they pitted onto the slicks, went onto the medium tire, which is the yellow stripe tire, except for Charles Leclerc for Ferrari. And they put them on the red tire, which is the softest tire, which was proven to be a terrible race tire, which they realized like from the practice sessions. But for some reason they thought it was a good idea to put them on that tire. They thought Basically, because the tyre's softer, it'll have more grip in the wet, which it probably would, because the track was still a little bit slick and like slippery, but um, everyone else around him was on medium tyres, and they were going to last a hell of a lot longer, and he was basically fucked after like four laps or something. So he was really struggling, and he lost loads of places and was holding people up, and he just kept going back and back and back. So then they had to pit him a lot sooner than they would have wanted to but they put him on the hard tyre which initially was a good tyre but it wasn't going to last the rest of the race so then he had to pit again and it was just a big fuck up basically from them so they yeah they basically messed up his race but they put Vettel on the on the medium so I, I guess maybe they were splitting their strategy and I don't know maybe they they would probably put Leclerc on the reds because they thought it was a better tyre to be on and they put um, Vettel on the what they thought at the time wasn't as good, but kind of backfired on him there. So, yeah, so Vettel did well to get to sixth, I think, considering the car. And he was pretty close to Albon at the end as well, but it just didn't it didn't quite work for him. But um, I really want Vettel to beat uh, Leclerc this year, just a little parting two fingers to Ferrari. So, <laughs> yeah. and especially if he goes to Racing Point next year, because he's going to probably be in a better car, which is just even more ironic. But anyway. Ah, whiskey. So what else happened? Um, Williams didn't do very well. Latifi got a really good start and George Russell got a really bad start. He just got caught up in the, the traffic and dropped about four places. And um, I don't think they had the pace to do any better than they did, really. Um, although five laps down from Latifi is a bit shit, but they obviously just kept him out to get the data. So that's probably why they kept him out, even though he was a lot of laps down. <laughs> um yeah, Alfa Romeo not looking great. Hasek inconsistent. Renault, yeah, for Ocon, a bit of a weird race for him. He's, he's just been quite quiet in the last few races. He's not really done a whole lot, but maybe it's just, you know, it is just taking him time to get his head back into it. But it's Formula One, baby. You've got to be on it straight away. And I think um, Albon's struggling with that as well. Like, you've got to be able to turn it on and deal with it. So, I mean, maybe the Renault's not quite as good, but, you know, Ricardo's doing all right. So, yeah, I think he's got um, a bit of pressure on him, especially you got Fernando Alonso coming as his teammate next year. And even though Alonso's not driven in Formula One for, what is it, like two years, 
I guarantee he'll be straight in that car and on the pace straight away, like straight a fucking way. He's that good. So, um, yeah, so Ocon's going to be under pressure. And judging by Renault's past history, if you don't cut it, you're out, basically. So it's a bit like Red Bull. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, what else went on? McLarens weren't as quick today. I think the, the track didn't really suit them quite as much. So I think it's showing, even though they've got a good car, I just wonder whether, yeah, I, I, this track, it's quite dependent on downforce. Like it's one of the most, the highest downforce tracks there is. So it makes me think they're not going to be quite as good at Silverstone in a couple of weeks. And there's obviously there's two races there. So I think we're going to see Racing Point and Mercedes doing really well. And maybe if Red Bull can figure out the balance issues of their car, they're going to do quite well at Silverstone. So, um, but yeah, the McLaren's obviously showing a few faults. I mean, I think what they were saying, the drivers were saying that the last few races, it kind of suit their car quite nicely. Whereas, um, like that track in particular, um, but this track, not quite so much. So yeah, I mean, maybe we're seeing kind of McLaren and Renault are a lot closer than maybe initially thought. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Racing Point, I mean, Perez especially will be disappointed with seventh considering he kind of had the car to do a bit better than that. So I'm not quite sure what was wrong from his point of view. Um, like I said, I think it could just be a mental thing that maybe he's just a bit off because of all these rumours swirling around about Vettel taking his place and he, you know, he's now got to figure out a team to go to. I mean, I think a good fit for him is probably Haas. Um because I don't know that Haas just aren't going anywhere. They need someone to come in and inject something into the team. And Grosjean just seems too. I don't know. Just I don't. Know, I don't know. I think Magnussen's probably the more talented out of the two, so you'd probably keep him and bring in Perez into that team as a more senior driver. And I don't know. Maybe that's going to help the team, but um, they might even be here next year because of financial problems. So I don't know. Oh, this whiskey's good. So. Um, Let's see, yeah, Bottas, I mean, it's a bit of a, I know he had a bad start and he clawed his way back from fifth or so to third after that bad start <laughs> and he was lucky to not get a penalty really, but it's a bit of a concern for him that Verstappen beat him considering how much faster that Mercedes is. I mean, like Hamilton literally, he didn't need to come in and pit. So he, he, he could have been 30 odd seconds ahead at the end of the race, which is huge. And that's 40 seconds ahead of Bottas, which is just massive considering they're in the same car. So yeah, I don't know what went on with him. It was just a bit weird. And then he couldn't catch Verstappen at the end. So, um, and it's weird. They pitted him. He was on a, hard tyre at the time and was and was pretty close to Verstappen and then for some reason they pitted him with about 20 odd laps to go onto the yellow tyres I think it was um, but then he just couldn't make up the time he, he got to within about 10 seconds or so or something and then Verstappen just held that gap for a bit and then in the end Bottas got a bit closer but um, ended up a you know, second and a half behind Verstappen but he couldn't he just didn't have enough time to get there. And um, I don't know, it's just a bit weird. I don't know what was going on with him this weekend. So uh, the trouble is, he can't really afford these kind of weekends. Um, I mean, I know Hamilton had that P4 
um, from the other week. But since then, he's just been really been on it and just in a kind of like a league of his own almost. So, well, him and Verstappen. Um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. It just shows how good Verstappen is at the moment, considering the car's not very good. I mean, Red Bull really need to sort their shit out and, and try. And they've got to do it soon because, remember, this season, we don't know how many races there are going to be at the moment. They still haven't even figured it all out yet. So it's, you know, maybe 15 or 16 races, but which isn't very many. And we don't even know where all of them are going to be yet either. So it's um, that unknown. It's any sort of bad result really isn't great for any of the teams, really. So, you know, the two DNFs from Red Bull... In that first week, the first race really wasn't good for them. I mean, it's put them really far down. Let me just go to the standings. And, um, oh, bugger. What the fucking, what's going on here? Constructor standings. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, I mean, Red Bull have clawed their way back up into second from McLaren. So it's now 55 points for Red Bull and 41 for McLaren. 40 for racing point so it's really close there Ferrari at 27 points Renault 12 um, so they've done well considering they had two DNFs in the first race to be at 55 points so I think they're looking at a pretty solid second this year Ferrari I don't know I just they need to sort their car out real quick because they've got problems and um, I mean all the Ferrari engine cars are doing really badly so, I mean, the teams that were doing really well last year, Alfa Romeo and Haas, are just suddenly really bad. So they've obviously suffered from this engine issue <coughs> that Ferrari are having. We say issue, but the engine blatant cheating issue that they've had, that they got caught. So, uh, and they've lost a lot of horsepower. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see what's going to go on. But um, Mercedes are already at 121 points. I mean, they're just... They're tearing away. I mean, they're just, it's a dominant car this year. I mean, it's weird. Lots of people are complaining, like, oh, they're dominant. But to be honest, I love seeing dominance in sport. It, it, there's something special about it, about how good can a team be? How fast can they get their car? Or, um, or like in like tennis or something like, you know, Federer, just it's something special about seeing something that perfect happening. And I think that's what Mercedes are aiming for this year and it's, it's just really interesting to see them do it and um, I quite enjoy it I don't know just seeing these incredible fast laps from Hamilton and um, I don't know I, I just quite like it and then I think the good, good thing this year is going to be seeing how Red Bull and Ferrari react and seeing what they can do and how much closer they can get and see if they can get some race wins um, I don't know if it's possible because with Hamilton being in the sort of mindset he's in and also Mercedes being in that similar mindset, I don't think they're going to be beaten this year. They could win every race. Um, that's got to be their aim. If it was me and I was them, I'd be like, that's the goal is to win every fucking race this season. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, let's do a little quick driver summary. So with that win from Hamilton, he's now in the lead at 63 points to Bottas is 58 points. So remember Hamilton also got that fastest lap, which just bumped him up a tiny bit more. Bottas really needed that P2. 
Um, if he'd got that P2, he'd be one point behind as opposed to uh, five points behind. So, And that might not sound like a lot, but in a shortened season, every point counts, you know. And I think Hamilton realises that because he wants these fastest laps as well. It's important. Um, Verstappen's P3 at 33 points. Lando Norris getting their son, 26 points. Uh, Alex Albon, 22 points. Uh, so not too bad, considering. I mean, he's he's considering he's had a pretty tough time of it. I think he needs to just keep putting in as strong a result as he can um, and quickly because I think Red Bull have only got a certain amount of patience. So um, so I think the thing is, I mean, I know they've said they're not going to have Vettel in the team next year, but they know they could put Vettel in that car next year and he'd be up there with Verstappen getting, you know, equivalent results or, you know, they'd be very close to each other. So I don't know. Um, who have we got? Perez in P6 with 22 points. Leclerc, 18 points in 7th. Stroll with 18 points also in 8th. Sainz for uh, McLaren Renault, 15 points. Vettel, 10th with 9 points. Um, he could do with some good results. Ricardo is 11th with 8 points. Gasly, 6 points. Ocon, 4 points. Giovinazzi, 2 points. And Kvyat and Magnussen both have 1 point. And then everyone else doesn't have any. Boo. Um, it'd be good to see Williams get a few points this year if Russell can do it. But um, but he's had a kind of scrappy couple of races where the last race he made a move and lost control and went off and that put him out. Although, to be fair, he probably would have ended up in the same result anyway. But um, And then this race didn't do a huge amount. But I, I just think that's just the car. I don't think there's much they can do about it. They're just lacking so much downforce that... It's a problem. So anyway, um, yeah. So there we go. I I think I've summarised that reasonably well. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. It's hard to remember everything. I was watching it very late last night, and because the cricket's on as well, I'm just very sleep deprived, and I had to work all day today. So it's not a good combination. And I'll probably the whiskey doesn't help either. So there we go. Anyway. Good race, entertaining to watch, worth a watch, I reckon, if you haven't watched it yet. There was quite a lot of good midfield action and, um, yeah, pretty entertaining. And, um, you know, watching Bottas on the charge, trying to catch Verstappen and Hamilton just, you know, pacing himself as he does so well. Um, it was, uh, yeah, a pretty entertaining race, pretty good. So uh, next race is um, Silverstone and it's a back-to-back, two weekends in a row, both at Silverstone, um, no crowds is going to be weird, but I guess the bonus is we get two races at Silverstone, which is always a really entertaining track to see those cars because it's just incredible watching those cars on that track because it's such high speed. So, um, as I said, I think the cars to watch are going to obviously be Mercedes Racing Point, and then let's see what Red Bull can do um, to get the claw that car back into contention because I think it does have some pretty good downforce. So. Obviously, a track like Silverstone, that's super important. So um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what's going on there. And with the weather just being so crazy at the moment in Europe, I think we could get a wet race or something. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. It should be good, though. So that's um, going to be in two weeks' time. Uh, If I just go to the schedule, we'll see. So, yeah, the first race is on July 31st to August the 2nd. And that's called the Formula 1 Pirelli British Grand Prix. And then... The weekend after, August 7th to 9th, which is called the Emirates Formula One 70th Anniversary Grand Prix. So that's pretty cool. It's 70 years. 
Uh, and then after that, we've got Spain, which is August 14th to the 16th. So again, it's three back-to-back races. I fucking love this. It's great. I think that's what they're going to be doing. It's like three races on each weekend, two weeks off, three on. I think that's the only way they're going to fit it all in. So um, we've got some great races coming up, though, seriously. like we, I mean, um, for me, Mugello is going to be, or Mugello, however you say it, excuse my butchery of the... Italian language um, is it Italian? I guess it is it's in fucking Italy isn't it so um, that's going to be great with those cars like everyone's super excited that that got announced I mean obviously Monza's going to be um, <laughs> really good um, yeah so we've got a great bit and then we've got Spain then we're at Spa which is I fucking love Spa it's so good uh, that's on the 28th of August to the 30th and then we've got two races at Monza although hang on wait a minute I'm just having a look. It looks like they've got the same track graphic, which is Monza, but then I'm pretty sure the second one is actually um, not a Monza. Yeah, it's not. They've just got Mugello. Yeah, so they've got actually the wrong fucking graphic on the thing. Anyway, never mind. It's, it's probably a bit geeky that I know the fucking track by the layout from above. It's probably playing too many computer games. Um and it looks like they've only got 10 rounds announced so far. So Russia's the last one. So we've got Spain on the 14th of August, Belgium on the 28th. We've got the first Italian one on the 4th of September to the 6th, which is at uh, Monza. Then we've got Mugello on the 11th to the 13th of September. Then we've got the Russian Grand Prix on the 25th to the 27th. On the, and that's round 10. But there's nothing beyond that that they've announced yet. So, But I'm pretty sure they were saying it's going to be around 16 races this year. So... Um, there's rumour of maybe getting into Thailand again, maybe. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they'll just um, hopefully they don't go to fucking France to bloody Paul Ricard circuit because that's boring. That track, it's just like the worst race possible. So hopefully they don't do that. Um, there's better tracks in France as well, which is why I don't get why they don't do that. But anyway, never mind. I'm waffling. I apologise. Um, it's been a long day. I've been drinking whiskey. Um, I need to eat. I don't know what I'm going to eat. Ah, oh, delicious. I've got podcasts to edit. I've got videos to edit for my YouTube channel, which go and check it out if you haven't. It's uh, just go to YouTube and search Timmy Foodie uh, and uh, you will find me. And that's Foodie with a Y, which I always keep having to say. I wish I'd just spell it normally, but now, but never mind what you're going to do. Um, so yeah, cheers everyone for tuning in. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with our next Formula One roundup. Uh, I might do a little preview episode but, uh, after the practice sessions maybe and just give you a little news roundup of the F1 that's been going on because two weeks in Formula One is a very long time. So I reckon uh, we could have some exciting news because I know Perez's contract needs to be, he can be bought out up to the 26th of July, I believe. So by then, I think we should know what's happening with Racing Point and Sebastian Vettel, potentially. So it's quite exciting. So we might have a little update then. So um, cheers for tuning in, everyone. And we'll be back really soon. Cheers. Bye.